Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. It's another Midnight Oil episode, and I'm not talking about the Aussie band from the 80s. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's Most Dangerous. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Vontae Davis, and I quit. (laughs) Dude, we haven't even gotten to halftime. What are you talking about? On this week's episode, Career Builder thinks you'll finally fall in love with augmented reality. Oh, God. Facebook gets sued for recruitment advertising practices. And is that Google in your pocket, or are you just glad to see me? Pour a cold glass of Zima. Someone could get in trouble tonight. (laughs) How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, in many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. I think I think I'm gonna actually put like the sovereign banjo in the back of that and see how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think the voiceover for John we may have the sexiest, most sultry voiceover ad in the podcast universe by far. And and any more Zimas and I might, you know. <laughs> Do they even? Well, I'm not going to ask you because yeah. you don't know. Anyone out there, if, if they still sell Zima, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag Chad Cheese, because I don't know if they do or not. I might, I may have made a joke that totally <laughs> just aged myself and fell on deaf ears for like anyone under. I think 40 you aged yourself when you said Twitters, like with an S. <laughs> I didn't say Twitters. You, you totally did. 
Hey, it's late at night and I've had a couple whiskeys, but I'm pretty sure I did not say Twitter a la George Bush and the internets. Uh, so people apparently love these late night shows, so we're going to roll with Excellent. it. We're going to see how this yeah. goes. Yeah, let's get to shout outs. Here you go. New big fan. That's what he calls himself. Uh, Stephen Porter over at FTD he gets a shout out. Thanks for listening, Stephen. Now, all you have to do is get your peers, your clients, and your family listening to Chad and Cheese. Go. I like it. I like it. Shout out to Doug Johnson of Job Align, CEO. Uh, Just some nice comments via uh, LinkedIn. He's a fan. Thought I'd just give him a shout out. Good man. Tim Oliver Prome over at Kelly OCG in Germany. Uh, he tweeted this. You're not going to believe it. He tweeted his personal uh-huh. highlight from the first day of HR Tech was meeting me, talking programmatic, bots, and TA cool shit. I paraphrased that last part. Um, we sat down, had coffee. Jerry Crispin showed up, joined the joined the conversation. We talked about Burning Man for about 20 minutes because he just got back. Uh, and that's, my friend, how you do coffee. So thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it, buddy. So meeting you was his highlight. Yeah, it, like everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shout out to uh, Brett Morris, yeah. CEO at Perception Performance Intelligence. Ooh. Thank God I'm not a salesperson at his company uh, and an Aussie. So he may be getting this uh, early morning mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. or tonight. Uh, big fan of the show. We appreciate you listening, Brett. Uh, keep up the uh, the listenership. Shauna Williams from Comcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and that's that's not for your cable uh, connection, right? <laughs> no, it is for my connection because I've got a kick-ass connection. Oh, okay. Infinity um, or Xfinity, whatever the fuck they call it. Nancy from Philly. Thanks for the QAQC, Nancy. Apparently, I forgot the E <laughs> on spelling judge.com website <laughs> on this on this week's shred, and I got flamed by Nancy. So thanks, Nancy. <laughs> We're going to have to keep our sponsors to like five words, five letters or less so that Chad can uh, spell everything. Um, Love Judge. Peter. Peter Weddle shout oh, out. Yeah. Uh, most 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 of the kids out there will know Peter for the uh, TA Tech Conference. But Peter's quite a writer and sent both of us uh, an advanced copy or a copy of Circa 2118. Yeah. If man is still alive, uh, what will we what will we be doing when the robots take over? Yeah. So uh, I, I I doing a lot of traveling next week will make my greatest effort to read Circa 2118 and probably slash my wrist because I'll be so depressed about what's going to happen to humanity. But shout out to Peter Weddle for the book. I think what Peter did was he actually just took the transcriptions from our show and he put it in the book. That's that's fine. That's okay, Peter. Are you, are you calling Peter a plagiarizer? I don't I don't think it can be a plagiarist if Ouch. we didn't actually write it. It's just a transcription. Right. Well, props, me, Peter. props to Dave Phoebus from Farber, <laughs> Farmer's Insurance. <laughs> Uh, he heard us talking uh, oh. about Canvas on the pod, and guess who showed up in his office this week with swag? Canvas. <laughs> Fucking Canvas. We are farmers. Bill Fanning for the 24 beers he sent me in the mail because he loves me and he wanted to say thank you. Bill, you We're, are the man. We need to start a we need to start a scorecard of alcoholic uh, gifts from fans and listeners. 
You've got the lead. So anyone out there that wants to send me any kind of booze whatsoever, uh, please feel free to do so. I'm trying to build up my Irish whiskey collection, so feel free to <laughs> hook me up with something. Well, between Bill and Brendan over at Emissary, my beer fridge is stocked. So if you yeah. want to send craft beer, uh, I'm your guy. That's all there is to it. Not to mention bourbon. So one of those two. Anything else, Scotch whiskey, you can send it to Jughead over there. <laughs> How many did he send you? Like a case? 24, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. yeah. Yeah. Legit. That's some legit. That's some bullshit right there. Uh, all right. Shout out to uh, this is a good one. I think uh-huh. uh, Ed Illig. Uh-huh. I hope I'm maybe I don't hope that I'm saying that correctly. So uh, there's a company out here in my back back uh-huh. door backyard yeah. uh, called Amplify. They just got seven and a half million dollars. Uh, Ed is their marketing person, uh-huh. and I've made I've made multiple attempts to contact the company. Like, hey, uh, come out and interview you, learn more about the uh-huh. company, you know what? And I've got nothing. I mean, they're literally in the same little bitty borough here in Indianapolis as me. So, uh, Ed, shout out, I guess, but really more of sort of a. For just not doing Does your job, he not man. Know who you PR. are? <laughs> well, and you too, man. Come on, you, you'd make the trek up for uh, Amplify, wouldn't you? Yeah, he'd have to. He'd have to. He'd have to spend money on dinner, though. Um, here's <laughs> here's the big shout out. Shout out to my wife, Julie Sowash. Tomorrow is our anniversary. Going to Louisville. To see St. Paul and the Broken Bones. If you haven't listened to those guys, look them up on YouTube, whatever. Kick-ass music. Looking forward to that. And, yeah, uh, I want a drug test on her because you're clearly giving her something to hallucinate into thinking that she's married to George Clooney or something. Because I can't (laughs) figure out why she married you in the first place and why she's still married to you. But, Julie, hats off to you. Uh, I'm kind of his second wife in this whole podcast thing. Uh, I can only imagine what a full-time marriage is like to Chad Sowash. It's wonderful. Um, shout out for me to SourceCon uh, taking place next week. I'll be making a brief appearance, but I know a lot of our listeners uh, will be going to the uh, fabled sourcing event. All the freaks and geeks out there in sourcing will be there. Um, hopefully not crying in their beers at the fact that automation will be putting them all out of business in the next five to 10 years. But Shout out to SourceCon. I'll be there. They should all pick up Peter Weddle's book circa 2020. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Peter, if you're listening, FedEx me a box of books so I can take it to SourceCon. <laughs> okay. Are we going to do the show or what? Well, let's do a quick death match shout out. Yeah. Uh, next week, TA Tech, if you're not there, F you. Uh, death match, <laughs> Alio, Canvas, Uncommon, and Talk. Push it real good. Are yes. taking the stage with Chad, myself, uh, Faith Rothberg, surprise guests. Who knows? We're going to be having a hell of a time out there in New Orleans. Shout out to everyone that's going. Uh, it should be a great time. And we'll yeah. probably do a little bit of uh, live recording, some interviews. There should be some great content coming out of the show. And that is my final shout out. Career Builder. Who? Talk to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> so career builder hoping to one up monsters release of monster studios uh-huh. uh, dropped augmented reality as part of their new f- newly fangled 
mobile application only for us iOS users. Uh-huh. Sorry, Chad. Okay. Uh, but if you don't know AR, basically you turn your app on, you turn the camera on on the app, you point it down Main Street, and it sh- it bubbles up and shows you jobs that are in the buildings from whence you are pointing <laughs> your camera. And if that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what will. Yeah, it's Pokemon for jobs. It's yeah. <laughs> it, if it would only be that fun. <laughs> Uh, gotta catch them all catch all those fucking jobs guys yeah um so you know i'm not sure that career builder and talk about the booth and now we're talking about this ar pokemon for jobs thing i'm not sure if they understand the practicality of anything that they're doing right now uh they've got some really good product and they are not spending time focusing on showcasing that this to me once again i hope is going to change in the next few months because I would love to be able to see this new CEO rip this thing around and actually do better than what they've been doing for the last five to who knows how many years. So you're hoping that this new CEO with a financial background is going to tech up the company, basically? I, I, I don't have high hopes, dude. I do not. But again, I'm cheering for them. Although they also know that when they do stupid shit like Pokemon for jobs, we're going to say it. This is dumb. So let me read you the headline from the official press release of this product. Okay. Career Builder creates a major industry disruption with AI technology that delivers next generation mobile job search and hiring. Oh. You think they're building it up a little too much with the PR? Look, here's my take on this. Uh-huh. If apps like Yelp, Hotel Tonight, Groupon, you know, like real things that probably might work with augmented reality that people might actually point their camera down a street yeah. and see like what restaurants are there? How do they rate? Uh-huh. Um, do I really think if like if none of them are embracing augmented, re- augmented reality, do I really think that people are going to open up their phone and point it down the street and look at job postings at buildings nearby? Like I really do not. I'm just waiting for them to come out with their new Second Life uh, job fair app or some shit like that. <laughs> well, they need to have they need to have filters like career builder filters. <laughs> Someone is going to get mobile right with job search, but it's not going to be career builder probably, uh-huh. and it's definitely not going to be augmented reality by career builder. Yeah, and last week when you were teasing us, and I told you sarcastically that I was sitting on the edge of my seat. This is why, <laughs> because I knew it was going to be bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Moving on. Facebook. To a real company called Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, they're getting sued. Uh, we did talk about this a while back. Uh, people were pissed about companies targeting on Facebook by, oh, I don't know, age. Yeah. Uh, gender. Gender. Yeah. Location. Like, there's all these cool ways to target on Facebook. Well, uh, some people aren't real happy about that, including the ACLU, mm-hmm. who decided to sue the company, uh, reported by ProPublica. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook let Uber 
and 14 other firms advertised jobs exclusively to one gender over the other last year. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, they also say that recruitment ads for nurses at a healthcare facility in Idaho, uh-huh. a, div- a diversity hotbed, I might add, were marketed <laughs> exclusively to women. Wow. Facebook says, Facebook says it does not tolerate discrimination. Oh. Uh, the ACLU has filed an official complaint against them over this issue. I know you're really pretty fired up over this. These guys are fucking stupid. Okay, so it, first off... Po- <laughs> ProPublica puts out this at, or this article and it's titled Facebook is letting job advertisers target only men, right? Uh, and they talk about Uber and how Uber has been targeting men and, and so on and so forth. I love the letting, right? It's, it's the, they're letting them, they're allowing them to do this. Like Chevy is allowing someone to get into an accident. We were allowing you to public, to promote your erectile dysfunction drug to men only. Yeah, exactly. So, so think <laughs> of this over the years, rock and roll radio male dominated demo. If I do ads on that employment ads, wait a minute. I'm discriminating. Bullshit. Well, separate the article from the actual lawsuit. Like, I understand. Stupid. You know, the spinning of the article sucks. The lawsuit's bullshit, too. It's the same thing. I totally agree. I mean, to me, it sounds like it's like ACLU trying to get some pub. Now, I I understand hiring, hiring and discrimination is different than I want to sell erectile dysfunction drugs. And I'm not sure why I'm on direct erectile dysfunction drugs. It has nothing to do with me personally, but um, <laughs> that's on the company. Like that's yes. So yes. my question is, who made who made the decision at Uber and these fortune other firms to advertise the way that they did? Was it the company's marketing department? Was it the agents, the advertise the recruitment ad agency? Was it the HR department? I mean, who do you think was the decision maker in where these ads were posted? Who cares? Because it doesn't fucking matter. You know what matters? The composition of the workforce is what matters. And if they are heavy in the male side of the house, they will get slammed with fines. We're talking and focusing on the wrong shit here. That's the problem. We look at we look at the workforce and we see that there are issues. And then we start looking at areas that aren't the big problem. It, the company's responsibility is to be able to make sure that they have the right mix and composition, diversity, all that stuff, period. It's the company's responsibility, not the advertising medium. So at the end of the day, who cares? Outcomes are all that matters. So do you think that Uber, and we're just pointing them out because they were named in the yeah. article. Do you, do you think Uber has a responsibility to, if they're advertising to men between 25 and whatever, 22 and 35 or whatever, do they have a responsibility to also target other genders? Think of it from an advertising aspect. So I'm kind of backing out into my my media background. So first off, they might've done Facebook for, for who knows how long, and they've actually shown that they're wasting their money in broader scale on the female demographic on Facebook, where they might be able to spend their money somewhere else in more female dominated demo mediums and actually spend money there. It's all about we're getting the best ROI. So if I want to just go broad and say, I'm going to throw this out to everyone like a dumbass, then then yeah, oh yeah, okay, ACLU, that's what we'll do. We'll just waste our damn money. But 
if you're focused on actual ROI in marketing and you know what target audience responds best with what the specific medium, then that's what you do. That's what a media mix is. So for the ACLU and or ProPublica to actually come out and say this stupid shit, it's ridiculous. So if they, let's say 20 years ago, a company only marketed to in the Wall Street Journal, do they have a responsibility to market in demographics that aren't the Wall Street Journal? Again, in, the only thing that matters is the <laughs> outcomes of those hiring efforts, number one, and their yeah. workforce composition done. I don't care if you do everything in male-dominated fashion. You had better have okay. a workforce and composition. So, so you're saying you're you're saying the proof is in the outcomes, the, the workers, the outcomes, the outcomes. So who are you employing? Yes. Like, so you don't care about where you advertise, no. you know, where you spend your money. As long as the end product is effective, then that's what counts. That's what matters. And by the, and by the way, don't we have laws on the books to uh, support that? Yes. And we have we have all these different acronym agencies that have enforce it. So we're talking about stupid shit is what we're doing. The only thing that matters is the action of hiring and who was hired. That's it. All right. I feel like I didn't know as much about this topic as I do now. And I want to thank you for that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Let's go on to rig zone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I haven't rang the bell in a while. Yeah, I feel like doing that. You uh, so you, you kind of, you know, this is your deal. So rig zone sold and DHI is, is like getting stressed about, uh, takeovers and shit. Yeah. So we're going to have to talk to Art next week because we're going to see him in NOLA. DHIC. Yep. 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 Dice and the other job boards transferred a majority ownership of its RigZone business to RigZone's management team. So what they did was the management team was there and they're, you know, like, you know what? You want to get rid of this. You said you were going to divest anyway. Just sell it to us. We'll take it back. We'll take it off your hands and then you can go ahead and do your tech focused shit. And that's pretty much what happened. So they just sold it back to Rig, Rig Zone's management team. I feel like I need to like refresh people's memory about the idiot who sold Rig Zone in the first place. <laughs> yes. And stole all the data and then tried to sell it back to DHI yeah. or He's Rig in jail Zone now. and then started his own. He's in yeah. Jail. He's in jail now. Anyway, that's just such a damn funny story. I had to bring oh, it yeah. back up. Um, and what's going on with so DHI shareholders? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the end of this, it was interesting because it says, and I'll go ahead and read this off. Hedge fund TSC Capital Management last month offered to buy DHI Group for $2.50 per share in cash. Instead, it would force a proxy contest against the existing board at DHI's 2019 annual meeting of shareholders if the company does not engage in the transaction. This sounds about as hostile as you can fucking get. Yeah, I'm not real versed on uh, hostile takeovers. I feel like it's a, a shout out to the 80s movies of Wall Street and a yeah. few others. But I don't, um, I don't know if they're clearly, just like clearly, waving yeah. their hand in the air and, and saying, you better sell this shit to me. Or, or if this is actually something that is it could prospectively be a hostile takeover. Yeah. Well, we did a we we did a story a few months ago, I guess. Uh it might have been the same um cat or firm that came in and said that the company was undervalued. It was worth, you know, a lot more than what it was. Uh -huh. The stock spiked. Um it has since come back to earth. Yeah. So, yeah, to me this is like an opportunity to maybe take over the whole company, uh 
through the stock, you know, stocks, yeah, through the stock that the the company has. Um, at this point, I'm not real sure what they want with the company at this point. Um, it's all kind of meh to me. Uh, Dice wasn't even at HR Tech, uh, as far as I remember. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they were. It's like if you would think yeah. that they would be anywhere, they would be at HR tech or maybe they just want to separate themselves so much from the industry they don't even want its money anymore yeah i would uh we need to talk yeah. to art and and get get down what's what's going on hopefully there's the same kind of openness and transparency that we found uh with monsters yep. new ceo uh man i'm tired <laughs> these late night shows are, are doing me in let's let's hear from sovereign uh, maybe that sultry voiceover will wake me up and uh, we'll talk Google and some ZipRecruiter. How's that sound? Good. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job. And just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have a score update. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We're starting the second quarter. Jet 7, Brown 0. Holy shit. Sam Darnold's the thing right there, I'm telling you. Uh, it was it was a running touchdown, but uh, by former Brown Isaiah Crowell, by the way. All wow. right, um, let's talk some Google. Yes, there's a new uh, so hire. So it says hire by Google on the website. Yes. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do hire by Google from now on. It was Google hire, then it was hire for yep. Google or hire whatever. So now it's hire yep. by Google. So so hire launched uh, or is launching a an Android app. So this is where all you Android users like Chad get to rub it in our faces, our the iOS users. So if you are a higher user, uh, Google uh, has available in beta, I guess, for development. Um, they haven't officially launched, but you can have higher in your pocket. So anything you do with your with higher uh, now, you obviously have to be a client to use it, mm-hmm. uh, but you can have that access in uh, in your pocket for Android users. I will say that was what was interesting to me in this two two things. I guess one is there aren't many ATSs that have like uh, native applications, um, workable, breezy HR, smart recruiters were a few of them that I that I saw in, in writing a story. So there's you know there's a, a real gap there, and at this point, hires actually a, a an early adopter in terms of native applications. And I and my second point is I think as recruiters get younger and younger, mm-hmm. these sort of mobile native you know experiences are what they want, right? And I think it's it, it simply strengthens Google's uh, sort of presence and grip on the lifestyle business. And it also says that, you know, we're continually serious about this whole employment thing. Yes. So first off, we talk about the whole app piece. So so that means all the Apple users get the career builder <laughs> augmented reality Pokemon for jobs app and Android users get the Google Hire app. I think we win that one. <laughs> it's not my don't make the apple users cry Had to do it. so yeah so all i have to say is i remember when i said and i got a i got a call pretty quickly after i said this on a podcast that mm-hmm. uh it felt like 
higher was a 20% project. Remember? And, uh, and that wasn't, I mean, that, that was really to challenge everybody over at hire to really step their game up. And I'm going to tell you, I don't think it had to do with us, but, uh, they have, it's not a 20% time project at all, bitches. This thing is rolling. And uh, this is this is one of the things that I believe, because if you think about it from a commuting standpoint, if you're on the train or if you're whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and you're working, you don't want to have to pull out your laptop all the time. You just want to be able to pull out your phone and start you know, scheduling interviews and those types of things. You can do that yeah. now with Google's ATS, with Google Hire. So all those applicant tracking systems that are out there who have old and weak ass apps, this is a call to you and all of you applicant tracking systems that have no app, get your shit together. Including uh, from what I saw, iSIMS. So we're going to go visit them soon. We're going to have to bring up this whole, you know. They have an app. At least they do in the Google store, the Google Play store. Yeah. Do they? The Google okay. Play store. I didn't, I didn't, you know, they could have it. I, I My research was, you know, fairly, you know, light. <laughs> um <laughs> as it always like is. Your beer. Uh, so if they do, I apologize. Uh, if they don't, yeah, we'll get to oh, the bottom yeah. of it. So the next Google piece of news was Google Insights, Work Insights. Um, and it's mm-hmm. pretty cool because, I mean, it's Google Analytics for work. Or it could be Google Analytics for your lack of work. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of like. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Big brother. I, I didn't have to look at you. Uh, big brother. Yeah with this, these new analytics tools, because it actually shows how you're using the G suite of products. If you're collaborating, if you're using them, I mean, all these different things. So I see that it, it, it definitely would show, you know, workforce efficiencies, product, pro- productivity, those types of things and help uh, better understand who is and who's not. Um, but one thing that I was thinking about is that now Google or hired by Google is part of G suite, right? Yes. So recruiters, you better get your shit together. I mean, to me, if you're a young person getting into the business, you've been using Google for how long? Like this is such a natural, organic sort of extension of your life. Um, Google is is just in such a great position right now uh, within this sector. And they're doing yeah. they're doing all the right things from what I can tell. No question. And there's I mean, starting to plug and consume all these different APIs coming from cloud again in the workforce space. It's going to turn more into a business space, which is exactly what we need. Yeah. Good job, Google, for the win. <laughs> ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter dropping Zip paper. Bitch. This is this is funny. So we already know ZipRecruiter is everywhere, right? Like yeah. you can't turn on a TV, you can't listen to a podcast or a radio show oh, and yeah. not hear, yeah. see something from ZipRecruiter. Mm-hmm. So this is this is even one notch up for them. Um, announced this week, if you're a podcast listener, you're, you're even if you're not, you probably know about uh, a podcast called Serial mm-hmm. and not what you eat in the morning, but like murder and like- stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the most popular pod, the most popular podcast in the world, like 175 million downloads since it started a couple of years ago. They're in season three. Yeah. Uh, ZipRecruiter is the presenting sponsor. So they're on the site. They're, uh, they're at the beginning. They're like, basically the whole show is just a ZipRecruiter show outside of the murder and stuff. 
Um, they are launching, they're launching like little stories about employers and how they use ZipRecruiter, like little mini, uh, mini stories with each episode. So, um, probably dropped a lot of coin to do this. It's also a testament to the impact of podcasting, I guess. Um, so good for them. Um, but yeah, if you're sick of hearing ZipRecruiter, sorry, you're going to have to deal with them a little bit longer. Well, I mean, I, I listen to, I have like about 40 podcasts and I'm subscribed to, and some of my favorites like Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history, pod save America, that entire series. I mean, and they get crazy amounts of downloads. Uh, they all, all of them had ZipRecruiter one in some form or fashion in the ads and I guess what I have to say to the recruiting industry is, do we need to send up a flare or what? I mean, seriously, this is, you can hear all sorts of ads on podcasts. So for ZipRecruiter to be just about the only, I, I really don't know that I've heard any others on podcasts. It's like, what the hell guys? I mean, other than our podcast, obviously, but we are specific. I mean, zoned in laser into our industry, but man, this is the new wave. Do your research. Take a look at how podcasts are exploding. I mean, this is freaking crazy. What are you guys thinking? So, so full disclosure, right? Like we have, we have had conversation or at least a conversation with ZipRecruiter yeah. in regards to sponsoring our show. Yes. Now they, they declined and that's perfectly fine. Our numbers don't really compete with some of the shows that they are spending money on. It was a little bit out of their wheelhouse of a non-consumer mm -hmm. type program. But um, yeah, we'd love to see. I mean, again, ZipRecruiter was not at HR Tech, correct? Yeah. 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 They were walking. They were walking, much like Google was there and they were walking. Yeah. So ZipRecruiter has this great brand and, you know, they're doing great things. But they've been a little, a little hesitant to embrace the recruiting community. And I, I like you, I think I'd, I'd really like to see more of, of some of that. Um, but if not, screw it, they're counting their money and it's all yeah. good. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to see some, a little bit more engagement from those guys yeah. right now in the recruiting. I mean, community. right now, and, and, and it's, it's evident because of, again, you talk about consumer, they're trying to hit job seekers, right? They're looking for a critical, critical mass. They're just trying to get their name out there. And to be quite frank, I mean, we keep talking about Indeed and Google and, and worried about Google. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but ZipRecruiter is on that other flank and they're attacking, too. And, and I really believe that ZipRecruiter is in a much better position long term than Indeed is right now. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think either of them are in super great positions. Um, I still think they're, they're in, in, you know, they're in a bad position with the big three, Facebook, LinkedIn, Microsoft, mm -hmm. and Google. Um, I think there'll be an acquisition target or they're going to go public at some point. Um, we've mildly talked about Facebook coming in <laughs> and gobbling them up, which could happen. Who knows? Um, but in terms of which one would I rather, would I rather be? I'd probably rather be indeed just for the fact that they have a global presence more so than, than mm -hmm. ZipRecruiter. But who am I? I? I just I just think they're a, they're a huge threat to that base. Um, they're obviously killing it on the SMB side of the house. And where are they going to grow? Where's the yeah. next the next level that they grow? They they grow on the enterprise side. They have pro I'll give them this. They've probably done the best job of of growing that business through tr traditional advertising. 
whereas Indeed did it through SEO, let's be honest. Um, ZipRecruiter has done a fantastic job of being anywhere and everywhere all the time. And it's and, worked for them because the small business that doesn't read, you know, blogs and doesn't listen to podcasts like ours, they just, they want to tune in and see, oh, here's why I post my job. And if they get, a, you know, get, uh, get the results, they keep doing it. Well, and, and here's the thing. ZipRecruiter's experience is just this. You post a job in ZipRecruiter's uh, programmatic piece along with the algorithm brings back qualified candidates or semi-qualified candidates, right? And this leads into the the next story. It's pretty interesting. This deep learning site is masquerading as a career website. So using, uh, I believe they're using TensorFlow, Google Deep Learning to be able to focus on delivering more qualified candidates, not, not, not a shit ton of candidates because recruiters don't need a shit ton of candidates. They need the right candidates, right? And I yeah. think that's really where ZipRecruiter, they are spending tens of millions of dollars. And we also saw the uh, growth of their location in Israel, right? In Tel Aviv. Yep. And that is yep. machine learning and AI and R&D. Boom. That's it. <laughs> well, they're doing a lot of the right things and we'll see uh, how this shakes out in the next couple of years. You're obviously really bullish on them. Uh-huh. I am too, maybe less so, but uh, damn it. Good job for, you know, I'm just jealous of cereal for getting. Dude, I, I, I dig it. I mean, I totally dig it. Um, again, it validates podcasts. I mean, not that we don't already because we're sold out sponsorships, but it really validates yep. the medium and uh, it's just good shit, man. Good shit. Uh, do you want to talk about dominoes and tattoos? You want to close it out? I have I had no clue about this, but I think we'll go ahead and oh, ride this. Let's talk wave. about this. Let's talk about this. Okay, so dominoes in Russia. Oh shit! <laughs> where everything normal happens. Yes, uh, they offered a hundred free pizzas a year for a hundred years to anyone who would get a tattoo of the Domino's pizza logo on their body. Anywhere? The rules and regulations aren't in the story, but I'm assuming generally, you know, visibly anywhere. I guess the bottom of your foot didn't count. So Uh, so, so the Russians, (laughs) as Russians do, went nuts about this. Uh And so many people began getting tattoos that Domino's (laughs) had to call off the promotion. Dude. So about three, 350 people have qualified for free pizzas yeah. till the end of their life, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, and they've <laughs> they've all social media this, this shit. It's hilarious. Uh, they've actually some pretty interesting artwork with in, integrating the Domino uh, logo. But yeah, they are done giving away free pizzas. And I just thought that was funny. Dude, if they did that in the United States, I know for a fact, every military <laughs> personnel that's out there uh, would go out and they would get because they're some of the best tattoo artists right outside military installations. They would go get those and they would just like totally shut down the Domino system. <laughs> and I'm not even going to bring up or start with the millennials. They won't get tattoos that there's pain. <laughs> Bullshit. If you, anyway, we out. We out. Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast. Or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That's silly Android phone thingy or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give Bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job 
I saw on Monster.com. We out. Jets 14, Browns 0. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Lachifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.